Sasswa is a podcast about Bigfoot. It's recorded for the skeptics, the believers, the knowers, and those who just have a casual interest in the subject. For more information, visit sasswa.com. Hey guys, it's Seth. This episode that you are listening to was recorded all the way back in July, which if you're a follower of the show, you might already know that, um, but it was recorded on location in and around uh, Cuyahoga Valley National Park, as um, this is the 100th episode, and we had hosted the Sasswet Meetup, the first uh, Sasswet Meetup and we had some people come out, so we thought it'd be fun to record the actual 100th episode on location, live in Cuyahoga Valley. So, um, this this should be something different. I cannot remember what we talked about in this episode, so I just really quickly wanted to say thanks to everyone uh, for supporting the show and listening to the show for the last year. I am horrifically uh, sorry for the... Um, delay between episodes because i know it's been like months at a time and um but but i know the show's going to continue on after i'm done and mark will be handling that so um i think it's going to be a great show and continue to be a great show with mark and probably andy and um but yeah it's been a crazy adventure doing the show and one of the highlights of probably all this Bigfoot stuff for me. I will say this episode gets very inside baseball slash Bigfoot um, at to- at times, but it also is very, you know, sass-what, sass-what-y. Uh, it's about the, the subject of Bigfoot and the community and all that kind of stuff. So I hope uh, you guys enjoy listening to it and continue to listen to the show as it hopefully goes back to some sort of normal schedule now that I'm bowing out. But yeah, quick thanks to everyone that listens. Beautiful Peninsula, Ohio, yes. Right outside of Peninsula, in the heart of Cuyahoga Valley National Park, which was a big part of why I started doing the show. Because that was like the summer, I hiked more that summer than I ever hiked before like we were traveling around the state and hiking places and i was trying to get as much of the way to go brandon (laughs) i was trying to get i was trying to get as much of the buckeye trail within cvnp hiked as i could so um before i go on we're joined tonight by other people we have andy matsky hello we have beans baxter beans Beans baxter from alaska Alaskan Wilds, Beans Baxter, Baxter, traveled out of the wild with a, a beard and a grizzly on his back. <laughs> that was a, cool. Make it on a polar bear. <laughs> yep. And Brandon Dalo. Hey. And uh, we've been out for the 100th episode, Sasswat Meetup Spectacular. We're also joined tonight by Kevin Bird. Yes. And uh, so a big shout out to Kevin wherever you are he had to leave to get ready for some some hall of fame festivities i think your your glasses are all fogged. i know i just took mine off i can't deal i might have to so anyway we're uh, this is (laughs) what was that what it sounded like uh rock clack 
to oh, me. I thought I heard it. Whoop! Really? I thought I heard a little bit of it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I heard, straight up heard the Ohio owl just now. You guys didn't hear that? Because it was loud as could be. I heard um, a coyote. <laughs> yeah, so this is episode 100 of Saswa, and it's kind of fitting that we're just recording on a phone. Okay. Because uh, just take them off. I I, they're off now. It's like 200 degrees out here. Uh, Beans actually just died. <laughs> passed away. So we're actually going to put his body in this pond and yep. light it up. He wanted a Viking funeral. so I'll say so, a few words. Yeah, that's fine. I've done that before. Yeah, I imagine. Uh, <laughs> let's not go down that road on the 100th episode. Yeah. Uh, so this, yeah, so this is my, for now, the my final episode. Ooh. After this, the show transitions to Mark's show, and, and but we're not even going to dwell on that. We're just going to act like this is a normal episode and talk about whatever we want to talk about. There's five of us here, so I'm hoping the conversation doesn't take any laws, but we have not planned this episode out, so... It's episode 100. We're <laughs> Why in, start now? Yeah. We're in the heart of CVMP. And I actually think, as I'm saying this, what we might do is we might go ahead and sit, record this now sitting here and then maybe take a walk. And while we're walking, we might record That would be cool, yeah. And I might combine it. We've done that before. So that could make a cool episode. So we're going to do live from CVMP on the show. Um, but yeah, 100 episodes. And you guys, I haven't gone back and listened to the first episodes, but you guys said basically it's... And I, I remember recording them. Barely. Yeah. But it's just me talking into a mic for the first, like, you said two episodes? and then it be- First and then two, yeah. First two, and then Sean Forker was Sean, on. Yep. And then... Mighty you, Fork Chop. When did you come in? I think episode five or six. Okay. And that was because we were at OBC, and uh, right. there was a fateful meeting, and we've been doing this now for two years. So we've known each other for over two years. We met in May of twenty. 13? 14? 14. 2014 is when Mark and I met. At this point, we've we've been out of state together. We survived a trip into the wilds of Arkansas. We've survived a man threatening to drag us into the woods and feed us to bears on YouTube. <laughs> uh, <laughs> death threats, all sorts of things. Just fun stuff. Just fun Bigfoot community stuff. Yes. Um, but... Yeah, so it's but we've we've made it a hundred episodes, and this is a pretty big deal because it's a hundred episodes in just over two years. So even though it probably seems to people like we miss episodes a lot, I don't feel like I feel like we've actually been maintaining. It's pre- been pretty, pretty consistent solid schedule. Yeah, because I mean, speaking for myself, I mean I have a really regimented schedule, and Thursday night pretty much stayed, you know, as like a. Uh, a big Sasswit night. Sasswit night. Just holding that open generally. And now, what are we? We kind of record whenever now. Yeah. It's kind of whatever, whenever. Yep. Yeah. And um, so, whatever the show becomes after I'm gone is is in Mark's. <laughs> At least I don't have to add in the crickets. I know. Um, this is a first. Yeah. So yeah, Thank just you. just for reference for where we are, I I. We're in CVMP. We're on Oak Hill, so it's in the same place where we recorded last time. We're at a pond called Meadow Edge Pond, and I cannot remember if this... I don't think... Now that I'm sitting here, I don't think this is where we had that wood knock. I think that was... the other one? I think that was where we recorded the other one. So we've had... We've definitely had some weird stuff happen at this trail before, and I was telling everyone the creepy story about how about three or four years ago they found a, a lady's body kind of chopped up all over the trail. Don't freak out, Andy. 
He's he's crying. <laughs> um, so anyway, now beans. You came all the way from Alaska. I did. Only to be on the show. That's the only. That's the only reason. It's the only reason you came. It was totally Alaska. worth it. I know. Yeah. Um, what What is your first? Imp- have you been to this area before, like Ohio? No. What I, is your impression I've never been of in here. this? Uh, it's there's a lot of woods. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's really hot. I'm not used to the humidity. Uh, but the Kentucky? it's. Well, I haven't been there in ten years. Oh wow! Okay, I didn't and, know that. Uh, it's very dense forest. Like you can't see. I don't know what. It's the undergrowth. Dude. Twenty-five, it's thirty Ohio's feet. Ohio's undergrowth yeah. is crazy. And there's a lot of rabbits. I think I've seen about a dozen rabbits so far since we've been been on the trail. Yeah. But uh, what's yeah. it like to be someone that listens to the show? Because you've listened to the show. Because we've interacted through Facebook and stuff for a long right. time. What's it like to be? after all this time to be suddenly thrust into the woods with two inexperienced yokels <laughs> who are convinced that everything they hear is a Bigfoot. Uh, it's it's pretty cool because, I mean, you guys are, well, like Mark was saying, it's, it's a part of my routine, you know, Sunday evening. I start looking for the episode, and then, you know, usually I'll go to bed and I'll have it playing on my nightstand, you know, as I fall asleep, and it's just... And then when it doesn't drop, I get a little disappointed, you know. So uh, we do that specifically. We <laughs> like know. to keep people guessing oh, yeah, right. about whether or not we're putting out an episode. Yeah. Do you have uh, any favorite episodes that well, come to mind? You know, it's odd because I'm I'm from Kentucky. I live in Alaska, and you guys have done episodes about both those places. Yeah. yeah. And and you know, it makes me feel like you know, coming from such you know, squatchy places, and I haven't seen one. I, I must be doing something wrong. I don't know. <laughs> Did we get that was right though? I mean, do you feel like? We represented those states fairly well on the show. I mean, we're just yeah. going off reports and books and stuff that we read. So, well, we've spent, yeah, yeah, we've both been through Kentucky, whereas Alaska, I have no clue. Yeah, uh, Alaska. You know, where I live, like the nearest sighting to me is like what is it, an hour and a half away. Uh, there's a lot of activity on the southeast portion of Alaska. You know, mm-hmm. Prince of Wales Island, the Ranko Sasquatch mm-hmm. right. area. Exactly. And I mean, for me, that's you know, that's a couple of days away. And I, you know, I've been to Huna, I think, once. And I didn't. I was there for work. I didn't have time to, you know, look around. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an island. It's just, I think it's south of Juneau. It's just, huh. a, just a little island. It's like 600, 700 people, something like that. Huh. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I really enjoyed the reports you guys aired on the on the show about alaska and that you know. that see that's one of my favorite things to record or, or just the episodes like we've been the last two the one we already recorded these episodes that are just us going over reports yeah and that's kind of my favorite thing mm-hmm. to do just because it's so easy <laughs> right <laughs> like it's so easy but it's also like that's it's fun to actually prepare for those because like when we were doing those the Bushmen episode like yeah. last week yeah i just sat on the porch on saturday morning last week and kind of put together reports and stuff and like that's why i'm into all this mm-hmm. like that's what keeps me into all this so sure. those, like actually reading over the report and like i get it and this isn't a bash on any group or anything but i get it there's a lot of people with evidence and like you think your evidence is the evidence and i get it and that stuff's cool but it doesn't that stuff doesn't sway me one way or the other a foot cast I do. Th- I think footprints are, are intriguing. I don't, you know. Krantz has some great quotes about that. We've talked about it on the show. How something's got to be leaving these tracks, you know, things like that. But I'm not a footprint guy. I'm not like I see casts. And I'm like whatever, you know. Like, I can give those <laughs> to people as a gift. Like I've been given yeah. 
the replicas of the patty cast and the onion mountain and all those and mm-hmm. i gave them away like i just don't it doesn't do anything for me but the stories are what i love like that's yeah i mean that's why we do small town monsters right but that's what got me into everything what's always been striking to me and preparing for the show is that you always think in a certain area okay now we're finally getting to a place where it's going to be really hard to find anything and every time you open even those old books like john green for example there's tons of reports from everywhere doesn't matter where depending on how far you're willing to go back historically and say that those are um you know well matt we have we have from maslin ohio from 1870 something like that from the Maslin Independent which is a paper I wrote for which is pretty cool it's old it's like it's it's after Gallipolis but or Gallipolis or however we figured out you say that mm-hmm. it's after that but it's pre 1900s and I want to say it's pre 1890s uh, wild men report where these people supposedly chased a wild man outside of Maslin Ohio which is 20 minutes from Bolivar where I grew up and yeah. spent a ton of time wrote for the Maslin Independent but there's these. If you go there now, it'd be like really, mm-hmm. but at the same time, in in the in the annals of Ohio history, the 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 fact that that Erie Canal and where the Erie Canal runs, if you follow the Erie Canal, there's you can just follow sighting reports to follow the Erie Canal. Yeah. You know, in fact, we're we're what a mile from the Erie Canal right now yeah. in CVMP. And, it, and they go, and the Erie Canal runs behind my parents' house down Bolivar, mm-hmm. which is also connected to the Tuscarawas River. And But you follow that Erie Canal and you'll find sighting reports. And we've talked about that on the show before, how that lady sent us that... Do you remember that email that lady sent us where she talked about how Ohio was a gateway state? Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. And she, she said that um, when the Erie Canal was still functioning, people shipped exotic animals. Mm-hmm. Through through that way, and they considered it a gateway state. I don't, I forget exactly what the, but that all. Anyway, my point was Maslin, which is today you would look at it as this very kind of overgrown. It's a suburb, kind of. It's not a suburb, but it's connected to Canton. Mm-hmm. Basically, they're like almost like one big city, even though they're considered sister city. Um, but you wouldn't think that was the case. But if you look what Maslin would have looked like a hundred years ago. Is completely different. Yeah. And Ohio has changed so much in 150 years anyway. I always, especially up here where we are right now, I always say, imagine what this place looked like 200 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, like even Wadsworth, where I live now, there's trees. I mean, it's like the most, I don't know what the deal is, but like our backyard has four of these massive oak trees, like just massive trees. And every yard around us is just full of trees. And you got to figure at one point that was just woods. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, just straight woods. Well, and a lot of Ohio's been cut down and has regrown, mm-hmm. which is amazing yeah, to me, too. New growth. Well, right. remember, we always cite that stat about how there's actually, like, almost more, or there is more forest now in Ohio than there was back right. in yes. turn of, turn, or, uh, or early, ninth, early 20th century up to, like, mid-century. What was that? Bigfoot. Tree limb break. It's a tree limb. Yep. They want us out of here. Um, so, yeah, we are in a part of the park where I've talked about on the show before how, like, I heard what sounded like baby crying in the rain and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which now I sound like a complete... 
Well, it's that 80s music video, yeah, isn't it? Baby Crying in the Rain is actually one of my favorite songs by Prince. Uh, if you go, if you go, if you go up this hill, there's these really cool trails up there that run along um, these kind of like plateaus. They're up. They're up. You can see how it goes up. It goes mm-hmm. up to this, and you can look down into these little valleys and stuff. Wow. It's all closed. It is. I, you're not supposed. To, it says closed trail. You're not really supposed to go up there. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. There's no reason. No, there's no reason. There, you'll actually find a lot of that in in this park. I don't know. I don't know what. They is it eroded or something? I don't know. You one? want to walk up there? Let's walk up there. <laughs> we'll walk up there and record from up there. Okay. Yeah, it'll be great. They're not going to do anything. Come on. Okay. Yeah, we're in. So now we're up above the trail we were just on, which is I think Plateau Trail. Plateau Trail. Yeah. Yeah, up above Meadow Edge Pond, we're in an area. Listen, there, there's a sign that says closed trail, but if you weren't reading the sign, you wouldn't know it. There's just a tiny sign. I didn't read the sign. I'm <laughs> right. <off>. Someone <laughs> told you about yeah, it. Yeah, you right? guys claim that it's that it said closed trail. So anyway, we're kind of up here. It's getting dark. I'd say the mood is, stri- is striking a little bit, right? It's kind of cool. We're yeah. back in the wilds of Ohio. We're in this area where there's so many... Uh, sightings and, and reports, Bigfoot reports. So it brings to mind how many sightings do you think are brought on by people just kind of, I, I guess, but they're brought on by more of a paranoia or, or a desire, either of those two, to see something because they're in a place where they know there have been sightings. Because we talk about this with Salt Fork a lot. Sure, yeah. Over the last five to ten years, I'm sure that number is multiplied. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, if you let yourself, you could become a little bit paranoid of sounds and stuff that now gets attributed to Bigfoot here's, here's activity. Giant tree yeah, for that example. That Bigfoot pushed over. I think that's a, a true giant got a hold of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it has to be because well, it was eight. 18-footer. That is amazing. I got struck by lightning. That is yeah. awesome. No, it was struck by Bigfoot. Right. Man, I'm going to take a picture of that. Yeah, we're going to yeah. do. We're going to. We're going to have some visual reference okay. for for our listeners. 100 percent All right. Hey Beans, what got you into Bigfoot in the first place? You know, I've been interested as long as I can remember. I think probably like. Old in search of or yeah. unsolved mysteries or something like that. And, sure. And I love to read, so uh, I've always been watching everything I can and reading what I can on the subject. And I don't know. I guess it's probably before when I was younger than Andy, I was into it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, there's really something about the In Search of series that grabbed a lot of people's attention. I think, and you know, in a variety of topics but Bigfoot especially you hear a lot of the guys who are into Bigfoot these days and In Search Of was definitely a part of that you know between the music and Leonard Nimoy's narration yeah. you know it's just left a huge mark yeah definitely painted a uh, a picture of mystery that uh, you know gave you a sense of wonder about the world you know that there might be uh, something out there yeah you know? and this is a pretty interesting forest right here yeah, it is thick. 
told you this is full of life. This trail's cool, and if you look down here, you can see where this was strip mined. Hence the there's levels. Yeah. You, see, you notice the levels. You'll see that all through the park because a lot of this was strip mined. So it's like this is one level and then a level down there, and and there's a place. I'm gonna say it's over by Great Falls, over over near Brexville, where everywhere you go in the woods, it's like that. And when it talks about the Caton's property being strip mined, is that like it's similar what this, this would be? It is similar, yeah. And because uh, there's different levels, as you go, as you go up the hill, you'll come across a flat spot like this, you know, that runs. It almost looks like a little road. And you walk up that uh, beyond, you know, up the hill further to the next one. There's another one there. There's just something eerie about the Catons property in general. Might just be, you know, because of the stories. We're so aware of their yeah. stories. The history. Brand, Brandon's leading the way now. New tracks. Tire tracks. Tire tracks. <laughs> That's about it. Administration. Well, we don't want to go there. Overlook. Here's how overlook it says. Can check that out? Well, yeah. The pond. It doesn't say how far that is. Well, maybe my map does. Or not, I don't think. Yeah, that map is there. It's overlook this way. Whoa, man, I thought I just saw something move through that woods. Just howl at it. <gasps> no. <gasps> All I can hear is a stupid announcer. We're doing the video. Stupid announcer. Like, <laughs> We're that? in the middle of nowhere. There's a, nearby, there's a high school football stadium. But other than that. <laughs> we were just talking about you. We were like, I wish Shannon was here. I'll miss you guys. Where are you at? CVMP. We're in the middle of nowhere on CVMP, on some no trail. No kidding. You're calling me from CVMP. That's epic. I love it. <laughs> it's getting super dark in here too, so. Is it? Yeah. It's it's nine o'clock there. Yeah, mm -hmm. we're back we just we've got like a mile and a half to walk through here still. By the way, you're being recorded oh, on, on Sasquatch. On, um, oak Oak Tree or Yeah, Oak Hill. Yeah. What's that called? What's that trip? Oak Hill. That's the one that I walked and I was a little creeped out when I was back there by myself. <laughs> when what time of day were you here? Um, it was like dusk. Like most of it was during the day. Yeah, yeah. This is the latest I've been back in the woods here, over on this side. Yeah. Have shit. you gotten any rocks thrown at you again? <laughs> I got. Um, I actually wrestled a Bigfoot about 20 minutes ago, <laughs> and uh, Mark actually filmed the whole thing, so we have definitive proof that Bigfoot exists. Wait, I deleted that. We weren't. I was just gonna say, no. you know, if it's not on film, then it just doesn't count. And uh, then right. again, even if it is, everyone's gonna call BS anyway. <laughs> That's true. I, I deleted it. I thought it was the video before that one. Oh. We're recording yeah. We're recording this conversation right now for episode 100. Oh, perfect. So <laughs> myself, like usual. <laughs> uh, we're all going to die. So if, if we go missing, if no one hears from us, just assume the Bigfoot's got us. I will assume that. Or... Or that creepy little thing that that Ad saw. What yeah. was that? What if that comes out? 
I don't know. Right now we can hear a Keith Urban concert <laughs> at, at Blossom Music. So we're not that creeped out because it's kind of ruining the illusion oh. that we're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Because your ambiance. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm fun. Fantastic. But yeah, so we just. When you say the whole crew, who all was there? I can tell a few voices, but who else is there? So we've got Seth, Andy, myself. This guy named Bean. Beans. Beans. Beans Baxter. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I know who that is. You know who Beans Baxter is? Yeah. We're friends on Facebook, Shannon. Come well, on. Just through Facebook, you know. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Hi, Beans. Hi, Shannon. We're Hi. Gonna, we're going to die, and I'm going to be alone. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be alone out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, something will keep you company. You already know. Mm-hmm. It's like dark. It's legit it, dark it, it, back in here, though. I was gonna say, are you guys using your flashlights, or how are you getting through that? Because no, right now we've got nothing. Other, no, we've right got now a lightning bug on a string. Yeah. Hmm. We're gonna light my shirt on like fire <laughs> and just <laughs> stick it on a on a, or makeshift <laughs> torch. Yeah, right. It's gonna be great. Torch gun. <laughs> There's enough oh moonlight to, to kind of see. There's no. It's still daylight out, daylight. but we're back under the tree canopy, so you can't see anything. I think sunset is actually at 8.30. So sunset's over. like 5 after 8. Yeah. Oh, wait, it's 8. Oh, I yeah. thought it was it's 9. Still got it's like 9, it's 9 technically. It's 9.06. Yeah. yeah oh, I was going to say, it's not 9, so you guys should be pretty good to go there with the darkness. Yeah. Uh, any minute now. How far come are you from the car? Who knows? Seth? Huh? I'm sorry. How far are you? How far away from the car? <laughs> um, if we turned around right now, it's a half mile back to our car. If we keep going, it's going to be about a mile and a half. But we right. should, we should. There should be a shortcut ahead of us that we can take. <laughs> oh no! Bail out. Bail it's, it's a wrong you turn. If you guys want to turn around and head back, we can. <laughs> Made it this far without dying. Might as well. It's a good day yeah, to die. Yeah, right. And he's right. See, that's the, what, what I said the first time we went on that trail, I went by myself, and I was walking for what seemed like a really long time, it was really hot, I'm like, this is taking a long time, I thought this was a loop, and <laughs> I thought about turning back, and I thought, no, nah, I'll just keep on going, so yeah. then he said, eh, it's yeah, weird. It, make it. it feels like it goes forever, so just be looking forward to that in it the does. dark. Yeah. Right. It's really cool. I know where you guys are, so I it makes me miss you all the more. Heck yeah. But yeah, Shannon, we just we uh we're saying we wish you were here, so we I was like I should give her a call. Well, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Are are you guys gonna hang out there a little bit after dark and and wait for the whoops and the and the hollers and the rock rooms? We should. Yeah. Mark's been doing his Mark's been doing his famous <laughs> mouth <laughs> claps. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. The First Nations people taught me how to do that. <laughs> On my vision quest. <laughs> I would literally just slap myself if I tried to do it. <laughs> it would just hurt. <laughs> All right, Shannon. Aw, I miss you guys. The whole crew was there. Darn it. Mm-hmm. We miss you, too. All right, well, I expect to see the video all over Facebook tomorrow. Of Beans dying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, exactly. We told him this well, was like... No one yeah. needs an assistant. Yeah. 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 Ye
esophagus. It's fine. <laughs> okay, we'll pass you up. The new guy always goes first. <laughs> we told him. We told him this was like the long con. <laughs> the and long we were con, luring yeah. him out yeah, in the, the woods to kill him. A hundred episodes just yeah, to get the, me the out newbie. here. <laughs> yeah, the newbie is first or last in line, like a four one one book. Uh-huh. You're done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright, Shannon, we'll let you go. Alright, love you guys, and uh, when everyone's calling you out on your video, I will back you up. <laughs> Alright, sounds good. Avengers. Alright. Alright, talk, right, talk to everybody. Bye, Shannon. Bye. 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 Hey, went there a couple times at night. This is Bear Road? Yeah. And I went there with Seth multiple times. I went there with my dad. And with Seth my da- and my dad there, it felt a little bit easier. But it's not as bad in the... Yep. doesn't seem to be as bad in, like, early spring, you know, as it does in midsummer. Would you agree, Seth? Yeah. Like midsummer, it's like just the the grass is tall. And it's hot, sweaty. Oh wow! And it just feels like something is just right there, you know. And there's like the giant bush where the pole used to be. And yeah, they took the pole out, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, when you, we were just up there in what April or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the the bush is, you know, the, it's just the the twig structure of the bush. There's no leaves. Right? Okay. And so it looks so, the whole landscape looked different. I was like, whoa. But it's, it's creepy up there. I get like super, even just pulling onto that road and driving down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you start getting more and more rural as you go. Like once you leave actual Whitehall, every minute you're like more and more middle of nowhere. Wow. Until you get out. I've been recording all this. Oh, you are. Yeah. <laughs> it's on top of it. Let me guess. It's more and more rural. Like I said, as you go out, and then right when you get on to Abra, you pull pull onto that road, and it's freaky. But it's so at night, there's no lights or anything anywhere. And you can just visualize those guys what they said oh, yeah. they saw. That's what I mean, especially back then in the '70s, because now in the field across the street from the from where the pole was, there's somebody built a house. Over in that back corner, mm-hmm. and they have a they have like a porch light that shines, okay. so you kind of get some residual light. But back then there would have been nothing Just like that. Just pitch black, yeah. and it's so pitch black you can see all the stars up there. Have you guys heard about any activity coming out of Whitehall or Adirondacks that people Seth. approach you with that stuff? Yeah, Seth heard some recent uh, Whitehall reports, right? Some recent neighbor uh, well, stuff. Paul Bartholomew just said that there's been a lot of activity down there, including on Bear itself. Oh, wow. And that was like two weeks after the premiere. So, you know, you probably take that stuff with a grain of salt because mm-hmm. right? the popularity is going to be pretty big right now. But because their movie's huge. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but <clears throat> he did say they were investigating a bunch of reports down around Bear itself. How about this, man, where we are right now? Yeah. We're up on another ridgeline, I think. Why am I in the back is my question. <laughs> I'm going to be the first to be picked Just off. Put your arms around me. I'll, <laughs> I'll hold you close. 
Beans is just leading the way. He is. Like a seasoned veteran of CVMP. <laughs> yeah, whatever happens, no one fall down and sue me. I didn't make anyone come out here. I didn't find a way before. Oh god, something just buzzed my ear. A Bigfoot, a flying Bigfoot, <clears throat> tiny, tiny. Okay, I was just gonna say, if I could say, you know, since this is the hundredth episode, oh yes, that you know I've been on the show <laughs> multiple times before, I so I just wanted to thank you guys for having me on the show. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah, I always had a good time coming on. Yeah, really, the first time you were on was to talk about Bigfoot sounds, right? Yeah, yeah, because my dad had that experience, and Seth wanted me to come on. Right. Was that before Minerva? Yeah, I think so. And so I came on the show, and then we talked about other recordings. Mm -hmm. That was really cool. Yeah, we actually, we played clips and stuff on Mm -hmm. that show. Back when I did more post-production work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it had that funky coyote or whatever. Yeah. Remember that one? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's one of my favorite. That was a good one. I came on for a uh, historical sightings episode. That was really yeah. cool. Yeah. I like that one. We talked about... I think we talked about that, or maybe that was the Alaska episode where we talked that story where the thing comes out of the water. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think that was Alaska. Yeah, that was a good, that was a good story. Because there, there's one where the fisherman was on his boat at night uh-huh. and the yeah jumped up on the deck. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, we are definitely looking forward to what you come up with for Boggy Creek Monster. Thanks, man. Should be cool. I think, you know, we're, we're in the very early stages of, of editing, and I'm even more so in an early stage of doing the music, but I think it's going to be special. You know, the one of the guys that was at the meetup earlier, Yeah. he asked me which score I like better, Minerva or Bartle, mm-hmm. which is so difficult to, to answer. Seth, I don't know how you feel. Oh, Whitehall. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I was trying to explain to him. <laughs> you just say Whitehall. Well, the, the, oh, thing, is, the thing is, with Whitehall, the first and final songs on Whitehall yeah. are, like, two of my favorite songs that you've done. And then the song you used in the trailer, yeah. that piano one that kind of builds, uh-huh. I love that song. And then you did a really good job on, like, the spooky stuff and the, the scene with um, John with Winslow. Yeah. I love that song because it kind of reminds you of like a cop. I don't know. There's something. It's it was just a cool balance you struck with that score where it was. We tried to get like a police procedural vibe with that movie, mm-hmm. and, and I think the music really helped that. And I think it. I think we actually managed to pull off that mood because of the music. Thanks, man. And it was still creepy. So. Yeah. Where are we going again? Oh where are we no, we're again? walking into the mouth of. <laughs> Turn around if you want. Sasquatch Cave, I think. <laughs> yeah, Sasquatch Cave. Sign I saw. Straight ahead. Where, where are we going? I forgot. Uh, yeah, I was him, I think, I think uh, Whitehall is much better produced. You know, mm-hmm. the, the actual quality of the audio is good, better. You know, I upgraded my studio in between. And obviously you grow in between, but there's still some really cool tracks I've had on there. Yeah, it's always eye-opening when you do something creative to go back to your first stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because when you're making it, you know, I mean, you're sort of 
caught between I know my limitations, yeah. but I think this is really good. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then you go back to it later on and you see how you've grown, like yeah. you said, which is also the, what I find happens too, where it's kind of the opposite, where like while you're making it, you're like, oh, this is crap. Uh huh. Right. And then you put it out, and then like five years later, you go back and listen, and you're like, whoa, like, well, that was <laughs> pretty lot. cool, actually. Yeah. Like, why was I so down on myself about that? Yeah. You know, once you get removed from it or whatever, you're able to listen to it objectively and stuff. <clears throat> Now, the way you and Seth work, it's pretty direct, isn't it? I mean, he kind of tells you for yeah. a particular scene well, or, a, you know, a, kind of a movement in the yeah. film. Yeah, and that's why I th- another reason why I think Whitehall sounds a lot different than Minerva score, because of Seth's direction. You know, a lot, that's one of the issues kind of with Minerva score, because I was coming from a band background, mm-hmm. you know, like song structure and all that. Right. So, I was writing that score as if it was songs, you know, instead of, mm-hmm. instead of flowing with the movie. And so when I came into Whitehall, so on that score, so on Minerva, Seth was constantly giving me direction that he wanted more abstract, you know, just creepy sounds and feelings. Right. And so I was able to kind of evolve that to what he wanted on Whitehall. But I think it's, if you looked at our text conversations, kind of funny, <laughs> it's like 99% of the time I write a demo and I send it to Seth, and my, my little caption is, don't think it's going to work, but here's the track. <laughs> and he always responds like, oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. You know, so, like, I'm always completely doubting, and then he's he's always giving me that direction. Awesome. So I think yeah. if there's no liner notes on the albums for some reason, because we always just do those little, you know, those little yeah. plastic cases. Right. But if there was, I'd put Seth as a producer, you know, mm-hmm. even though he's not in the studio, he's he's so involved with everything. He's giving that that level of guidance mm-hmm. to it yeah yeah well i have to say i mean it since you said that it makes a lot of sense like the just the opening song from minerva monster the you know, minerva track yeah you know for people like us who sort of tracked with you guys through that experience mm-hmm. it really brings back a lot of memories of that time you know the premiere of the movie yeah. and the first minerva monster day when we whenever we put that song on it's like takes us right back yeah to That's, those moments you know and going off that point you know somebody a friend of mine made for my birthday recently small town monsters memory board it's like this big you know behind glass memory board it's got all these pictures that they they you know they found online and printed off and put it in this thing for us and it's just cool because you know we've this even though it's been like two or three years or whatever Feels like it's gone by super quick. I don't yeah. know Seth, how you feel about that. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm really trying to find Bigfoot right now. Oh, okay. He's sorry. right here. <laughs> no, what? No, I, I said these past couple years have gone by super fast. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, you know, look when they made when that my friend made me that memory board. It was like it's just kind of weird to take a moment to be. In we a have not taken a. That's the problem. Yeah. We, we haven't had a minute to really reflect on anything. Right. And, this... um, so you got to do that because you. You saw that. I need to get. I told Adrian after you sent that to me, I was like, I gotta get something like that. Yeah, I gotta get like everything kind of compiled and just sit and <laughs> just kind of reflect on stuff. Feel a little nostalgic about stuff, you nostalgic know? and kind of like proud of what we've done because I think it's been a pretty crazy. But maybe I'll do that after. Yeah, Bobby. I was telling Seth the other day, I went over his house to look at some footage, and I was like, man, in like five, ten years, when all this is over or whatever, 
We need to go back and just watch random clips. <laughs> you know, like not like behind the scenes. Yeah, like behind, like yeah. you know, random B-roll. Well, something was moving right there, by the way. Well, we haven't had a second to just even appreciate anything yet. You know, because we've been just working all the whole, you know, continuous work. Especially Seth, even in between movies and stuff, he's constantly working on events and marketing and everything. Yeah. So he's just constantly going. So like. <laughs> so. Watch your eyes, guys. So, Mr. Breedlove. All right, Dad. <laughs> oh gosh, there's a tree there. I just looked down at my screen, and when I looked up, I couldn't see anything. Yeah, we were talking at dinner about your mom <laughs> is listening, right listening to this. Yes, she um, implored me yes. to try and convince you to stay on. Uh-huh. Is that what this is? But this is no, 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 no. Intervention. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I'm just wondering your thoughts on uh, eventual return or. Uh, Temporary return. Yeah, I mean, what your what are your innermost so, thoughts on this? How fr- I mean, can I get real frank on this show? Well, I, this is the time to do it. I would say. Yeah, I mean, over the last year, the whole the making movies and stuff has been awesome. Interacting with people that are watching the movies and supporting us are awesome. Um, but what what kind of has gotten me to the point where I'm at now, which is just kind of like I can't. I can't do this in addition to all the others. Something's got to give right now. Like, we've talked about it on the show. That's why I'm leaving. Something's got to give. So, I mean, basically... And you got to be real careful in the Bigfoot world what you say, because people get litigious. But, but um, I think where I'm at is similar to where Brandon's at with the community, where... <laughs> I, I've had a great experience with a lot of our, our people. What I haven't had a great experience with are the people that are kind of running things behind the scenes, uh, particularly conferences. Oh, gosh. Am I going too far here? Should I not? That's good. <laughs> That's good. I'm just talking. So yeah. Name with an M. Yeah, I mean, this is not me <laughs> throwing Mark under the bus either. Or, uh, no, Matsky. This is me just talking kind of about why I'm... I'm where I'm at basically because like one of the things that got me into all this was a certain conference in Ohio had a great time met Mark Matsky there you know kept me motivated to go got me all excited about the subject and unfortunately when things went south with the original small town monsters crew certain people involved in that conference decided they were taking sides and we got cut out of everything and what that does is as a fan of Bigfoot before a businessman involved in this, as a fan of the subject and a fan of the people that were suddenly deciding I was someone they were going to attempt to shut down, which is literally what has gone on for the last year. Um, It just made me extremely pessimistic about a lot of this stuff. And I felt, you know, you just feel left out of stuff, which sounds pathetic and sad, but... That's how it is. Like, I had a great time at that conference. Mm-hmm. And when all of a sudden you're basically being told you're not welcome there, um, and you're certainly not welcome there to promote your, you know, your films and... Where are we at here? Uh-huh. Yeah. Trailhead. Trailhead, yeah. So we just keep 
meadow edge pond. Wait, so. the trailhead distance has grown. Yeah, wait, it's, it's, which way are we going here? This way, left. But hasn't it grown? Yeah, it went way up, right? Or maybe it was a half a mile. Well, we just keep going Oak this Hill way. Trail Trailhead. Yeah, we just keep going this way. Anyway, what I was saying is... Um, experienced woodsman. Ex as an experienced woodsman <laughs> who has seen Bigfoot 150 <laughs> times at least. Um, no, I, I just, for me, my, my pessimism right now is affecting the show, I think, in some ways. I, I, I'm just a little fed up with a lot of this stuff. And... You know, the difference between my movies and Sasquatch is... My movies is me alone, off by myself, working on story, which is something I've done since I was a kid. Yeah. Story. And what drew me to this subject was story. I, I love the stories told. <laughs> Some creepy fog, dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> We're going to die out here. I, think uh, I know, dude. What was I saying? I keep losing my train of thought. You were, uh, let's see. You've told stories. Oh, I've, still, I've told stories since that. I was a kid. Right. That's, that's what I, I love telling stories. I love working on these stories, and it allows me to kind of sit off by myself and work on those stories. Plus, like it or not, I know there are people who hate this fact, but this is a business, as far as Small Town Monsters is concerned, it's a business I'm running. It's, you know, a business that I run. Yeah. We fund small town monsters movies by selling the movies we make and merchandise we make and we're not making much if anything profit wise on this we're just doing it because we love it um Sasquatch is much more community oriented and when i spend my day working on the business side of things and then my night off is spent talking about this and I need to be excited and happy about it you know and kind of gung-ho about it and I'm bringing in this like negative attitude that I think I have right now about some of this stuff I just think it affects the show so I mean I don't know how you feel but yeah that's, that's well, the way I feel about it I just find it sort of bitterly ironic that we talked a number of times about the fractiousness yeah. of the Bigfoot community yeah. and that's what in the end, ended up happening. Watch this root here, guys. You know, in the early Small Town Monsters team yes. that led to this point in time. So, I mean, and I have huge people, mixed feelings about it. You know what I mean? For people who would say it's classless to bring it up on, you know, in a public forum or whatever, it's already been done to me all over the place. I mean, we're folks, we're talking like a community that... Rumors spread like crazy, and if the people spreading the rumors are people that are in power, quote-unquote power, within the Bigfoot community, it spreads a lot quicker. So that's where we're at. So I'm just like, I don't know, I'm burned out right now. Yeah. It has nothing to do with me not wanting to talk to Mark. Mark and I, I think, have hung out more in the last, what, three, four months. Yeah. Well, that's true. Than we did all last year, really. Absolutely. So, if we can continue doing this and going out and eating and hanging out and stuff like that, that's as good to me as recording. But I do think eventually I will come back to the show if I'm allowed. Because I, when I say I'm giving the show over to Mark, I mean it's literally going to become Mark's show. It's his to do with as he wants, talk about what he wants, watch the route. 
Um, and uh, if he wants to, if he wants to welcome me back eventually, maybe after Boggy's done. I mean, I really am neck deep in editing Boggy, and then also, is this a fork again? Yeah. What's this uh, trail? So yeah, I mean, it's been. I mean, I never really thought we'd hit a hundred. Yeah. See, I didn't know. No, I think we talked originally about like how I remember having a conversation. I might have been on the show about fifty episode fifty being yeah. a big deal. You know, and we have an episode that is at ninety thousand downloads. I don't know if you're aware of that. No, I, I, I went back through the other day. Ninety thousand downloads for one episode, and that's that episode that got picked up by um, Stitcher or Stitcher. whatever. Yeah, right. It was all over. I'm gonna shine this on. Okay. Down so we can see where we're nice. walking. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've we went we've gone real far as far as and gaining an awesome audience, you know. And that's one of the frustrating things about being in a ridiculous Bigfoot battle with people that are in charge is that. It makes the people that have no dog in the race as far as horse in the race, is that dog in the race? Is that a thing? Dog in the hunt. Dog in the hunt, okay. The, the people that have no dog in the hunt feel like they have to pick a side. And we've mm -hmm. I've experienced that. People are starting to feel like they've got to choose sides. Like there's you're going with small town monsters or you're going with this big gathering of probably the biggest group in the country, Yeah, quite frankly. Um, and I just, I think that entire concept is absurd, you know? Mm -hmm. And over something that boils down to a creative dispute between three friends, <laughs> mm -hmm. they are like not friends anymore, but at the time, three friends. And when everyone suddenly is forced into this situation where they feel like they have to take a side, it's just stupid. So anyway, that's where I'm at. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know where, how we got to here, me well, talking about that. I don't know, I kind of goaded you on. Okay. I think. <laughs> It's not my fault. Right. We're walking up a hill right now, so if we're winded, this is why. Yes. But I think, you know, the tone of the show has always been, I hope, very inviting. Yeah. You know, and it always, part of our tagline, sort of the mission was for people on the, kind of the fringes with no particular group loyalty, mm -hmm. <laughs> that they could just listen and be entertained and... Believer, non-believer. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's always going to be the case. Not not partisan, you know. Right. So, it just... You know, I am um, chagrined that that sort of chicanery has led us to this point. But I understand where you're coming from. And I think, you know, certainly the door is open... And you'll be back on in one way or the other in the future. Yeah, I would at least for I would, updates or right, something. Like I would assume that I'll pop in pretty often. I mean, and I told you I can still edit the show if you want. That's that's fine. You know, like if you and Andy you want to go back to more of a the way it was in, in the original, where it was almost like a. I, I someone once told me it was like a PBS documentary <laughs> in podcast form. Wow. And if we could, you know, if that's something, because I know the episode you guys did where you were talking recently, where mm -hmm. you guys were talking about researchers. Yeah. Like that kind of episode is awesome when you have some clips here and there. You guys might have even done that. 
Did you have audio clips and stuff? I can't remember. Mm, I yes. Okay, but I don't. We you inserted those. We didn't insert those. Okay. Well, but yeah, I mean that, that's what I sort of envision going forward. Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely going to be kind of regimented, mm -hmm. you know. It's sort of something you and I talked about a couple times, but never really did. Is like have segments. Yes. No, we never did that. I think we're. <laughs> I think we're going to try that at least at first to yeah. see. You know, give it, us a little helps, structure. Yeah, it. it helps keep the the flow going too. I know, because we used to do that with ancillary characters. There were different segments and things like that. But man, it is. I'll tell you what, folks. It is dark. Yeah. Dark out here. We're in this over. I mean, the tree canopy, the leaf canopy is extremely thick in CVMP, especially over here at Oak Hill. Yeah, it's like an archway above the. Yeah. Above the trail. And after dark, you can't see. If our lights weren't on, we wouldn't see. Uh -huh. And then we just come around the corner and there's a giant parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> we made it. We're alive. So it's been really cool. It's been a cool ride. Yeah. A lot do we want to? I mean, like, I feel like before we wrap it up, we almost, instead of, you know, ignore all the drama and the community stuff, where do we stand? It's been a hundred episodes. Yeah, okay. And we started this. I started this to for myself kind of see where I stood on Bigfoot when it when it all kind of started. That was what we started doing. Yeah. And I talked about that in the first episode apparently. According to you guys. That's true. Um so like I think actually and not just me and you, but like everyone kind of should we should all kind of talk about this. Okay. Because I think we're all at a you shined that up there, and I saw that. Well, that's, I saw something up there. Yeah, yeah, I saw that reflected. Anyway, I just feel like we should talk a little bit about yeah where we're at as far as Bigfoot belief, negativity, <laughs> where you know pessimistic. Have Andy start. All right. What, what are we talking about? Yeah. Well, from Bigfoot, where are you at? See, we're, we're Seth and I are saying you know after a hundred episodes, we're going to talk a little bit about where we stand as far as our thoughts on the phenomena. And before you say your piece, I think it would be a good idea for me to announce that the show is going to be mine, as Seth said, quote-unquote mine, but it's also going to be yours. You're going to function as my full-time co-host. Andy's crying right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so your thoughts on that and Bigfoot in general as you prepare to step into the Sasquatch cockpit. When I first heard that I might, I was kind of offered, would you like to take over for Seth? Well, at first I was like, wait, what? Seth's leaving? But then I thought about it, and I was like, I'll do it. Because the field needs, I don't want to say smart people, but they need people who are smart. And now they, that you're rid of one of the dumb people, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you can step in. <laughs> right, wrong. <laughs> but, I mean, people are going out and the woods and they're they're making TV shows where they see they get evidence every night and oh there's Bigfoot right on the edge of the camera and let's shoot at him that doesn't happen every night we really didn't have anything happen tonight and I'm not surprised or disappointed it's just how it happens so I think in the Bigfoot field there are a lot of true um, true witnesses and a lot of true evidence yet there's a lot of people thinking they're seeing Bigfoot or thinking they're that they're hearing something and they're not because they've heard about this and they watched it on TV and 
I think there's a lot of people going, oh, that's Bigfoot. And then those people give a bad name to the subject. They want to believe. They want to believe. Too much. Too much. Wanting to believe is not a bad thing, but where you go, that's a Bigfoot. Oh, this limb just fell on the ground and Bigfoot threw it. That's not good. Mm. Having said that, where are you at, Andy Maskey? Do you believe? Do I? I, I believe. Oh my goodness, it's coming for us. Oh my gosh, it's making a, it's a t- turn, a right-hand turn toward us. It's yeah. going to do it a Sasquatch drop. Visibility cloak. You watch. Invisibility cloak, it's a big foot. <laughs> He's going to drop out, paratrooper style. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> I think that there has, there is plenty of good eyewitnesses out there, but there are a lot of people who misidentify. And I believe a lot of the evidence, like, tree structures and stuff like that is flawed because a lot of people know of Bigfoot and the subject now. And so I think there there is some out there, but they might be a little... Oh, that's, that is a plane. Um, they might be a lot of good people out there, but they're discredited because they know... The people who listen to them also know of the person that's telling about Bigfoot and a UFO. But where do you stand? Where do yeah. I stand? <laughs> right. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know at all. Oh, he's going to fit right in. Yes. <laughs> I, That's pretty much the Sasquatch ethic in yeah. a nutshell. Maybe. I, I think they're out there, but there's far less than people think there are, maybe. Or maybe Whoa, there's more. Am- I, I thought you were super negative anymore. Well, I'm skeptical. You have to be skeptical, but there's got to be something out there, leaving evidence. Brandon Dalo. Yes. Your thoughts. Where I stand, yeah. Um, so you know, I've been in our recent interviews and stuff, and events that we've done. I've been a little bit more cynical recently about the whole thing. And I think, just personally, where that comes from is just being so close to the subject for a while. You know, with these movies, and we've done so many interviews and so many, and and being a part of the Facebook groups and just meeting tons of people. So I think the cynicism a little bit comes into play when you're like when you when you're so close to it for a long time. Because you know when you're when you're brand new to the subject, it's kind of this fascinating thing, right? There's like this intense interest there, and you're so excited about it and to find out new things. You know, if we if we had a second to step back, I think that kind of optimism would return. You know, but not that's that's all to say that. Um, so I think that's where this a little bit of the cynicism comes from recently, but that doesn't mean that I'm still not you know kind of passionately interested in the subject. So I you know obviously just like Andy said, there's. The big thing that gets me is the historical reports. Okay, so just like Seth said earlier, a footprint cast isn't very, it doesn't do too much for me. Um, you know, none of the tree structure stuff really does too much for me. None of this, some of the out, uh, outline evidence. For me, it's it's all about eyewitness reports. And I think, again, the historical reports of people reporting the exact same thing hundreds of years ago that people are reporting now. This is pre-internet, pre you know, uh, it being in pop culture, um, that lends a lot of credibility to me. That's, so that's what makes it very interesting. So I don't know. So right now I'm still um, very skeptical, and I'm like leaning the other way. But I'm still still enough there to keep me like on the on the page. Yeah. Beans Baxter. <clears throat> I uh, I want to believe. Uh, right now, if I had to pick yes or no, I'd say yes. Um, people, people are seeing something. Um, they're not all misidentifications. They're not all lying. Um, it's 
guy's stealing my lines. <laughs> I mean, what am I going to say now? There's something out there. Um, I don't know. I don't know that we'll ever get a definitive answer one way or the other. Uh, but uh, as far as the community and the show that it produces, even 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 the hokey ones, you know, um, it's good entertainment. And if you know, even the the hokey ones like Andy was talking about where they see Bigfoot every episode and take a shot at him. If it gets some little kid interested in it, then, you know, it, it's done some good. And I think Sasquatch done a lot of good as far as, you know, I listen to it in front of my kids. I don't, you know, I don't think they've, they're not out squatching yet, but you know, they're interested. So, uh, you know, I'm, I believe, uh, that there's definitely a possibility of these out there. I, I would have to lean toward yes. Seth Breedlove. Yeah, everyone else has already stolen my answers. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm still, honestly, I'm still where I was at with episode one. <laughs> like, I don't know if I sit on that episode if I was leaning positive or negative. But right now, I mean, right now I'm leaning more negative. But, you know, like while I'm editing Falc- the, the Boggy Creek movie, there's reports in there from people that told deathbed stories going back to the early 1900s and stuff like that and where does i mean how can you just discount someone you know telling a story on their deathbed some woman telling a story about when she was a kid seeing this upright walking hair covered creature when she was like 10 years old or something i I, that's what keeps it's like brandon said it's the historic stuff that keeps me in it and then every now and then you have a, a person like jennifer bland come along who tells you a sighting story and doesn't seem like they have anything to gain from hoaxing or making it up. Not that you can't do those things, but so I think I'm still where I'm at. Hmm. <laughs> where I was with episode one. I I'm very. If you talk to me on a, it just depends on the day though. Like if I, you know, sometimes it's like Brandon said. Sometimes we go to some community things and you hear people running around talking about how they've fed them and slept with them and everything else. And all of a sudden, I just lean so far into the negative that I'm 100% convinced they're not real. But then I find sighting stories from the 1900s, early 1900s, and stuff like that. Or, or, you know, different reports, more recent reports that come from people who don't seem like they have anything to gain from making it up. And their stories seem super believable. Or they cite little details that you, you know, where would you even come up with that? Like Jennifer Bland. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit of a buggy creek sneak peek. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know when I started, and I don't know now. It's still, yeah. I mean, I have a lot of questions that need answered. You know, like, why, why don't we have a body, and why don't we have a picture, and all the typical stuff. And I know every time I say these things, people come back, oh, the soil's so acidic in Ohio, and it eats the bones, and have you ever watched that time lapse of the deer body in the woods deteriorating? Everyone's seen all that stuff. I still have those questions, you know, like we still find deer body, we still find bear body, bear bodies. Ooh. (laughs) Sasquatch after dark. Uh, But I don't know. I still don't know. Might never know. John Green didn't know. That's right. It's fun. As long, you know, like someone said, or I said to someone, stay out of the community and you'll be, you'll be fine. I hate to say that. Because it sounds so negative, but it's really true. Like once you're, once you're in, deep entrenched in this community, you're, it's it, things can go south real mm-hmm. fast. Like you're, 
there's clicks and there's, you know, if you start writing books or whatever, you start to feel like you have to come down on one side or the other. You have to, you know, like I'm making movies about Bigfoot. I gotta say I believe in Bigfoot. It mm-hmm. seems to me like it ticks so many people off that I don't come out and say I believe in Bigfoot. You know, like that yeah. guy. I was. On I think sh- it shocks a lot of people. Yeah, I got I got a, a a question on a show I was doing interview. You know, for for Small Town Monsters, and this guy had wrote written a letter in, and it said. Um, it was like, yeah, Seth said on Darkness Radio, and this guy had timestamp. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he knew what I had said. Right. Seth said he didn't believe in this, and and if not, why, then you've got to admit you're only doing this to make a buck and all this stuff. Oh. Well, you know, yeah. like, no. That's awesome really... when people know your motivation for doing things. Yeah, it? I mean, it's, it's, pretty it is, it's pretty funny. Like, if you're, if I, I think the only people that say that, though, are people who are super believers. That's what I see. I don't see that coming from other filmmakers and stuff because I think people that make these movies or make movies are well aware of what it takes financially to make this stuff. If I was going to go make a bunch of money off something, it wouldn't be big fun. Right. <laughs> go somewhere else. Do something else. Yeah. Make a movie about LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm where I was when I okay. when I started. So there's your there's your closing line right there. There it is. <laughs> I have not I have not figured out the mystery. I still, I'm like, I'm like beans. I still want to believe. All right. Are you going to do it? <laughs> no. I don't, I, was I supposed to What about to you, Mark? It? What about me? Yeah. Well, I, here's where I stand right now. I think people, there are people legitimately seeing a real creature. Where it comes from, where it goes, I have no idea. I do think, though, that just based on the eyewitness accounts and um, the fact that I cannot believe that 100% of the people are lying or misidentifying means that there's something that people are seeing and, in some cases, interacting with. And, um, you know, I, I'm comfortable. If I don't know if that makes me a believer. It, it, I believe the people who are saying... Some of the people who are saying they've seen something. Um, and that's where, I guess that's where I come out on it. Is, uh, I, to me, I don't think that it's that important, really, to, to get into origins. You know, like, where does it actually come from? I don't know. Nobody else knows either. Your stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, nor do I think that Bigfoot is simply a sociological construct. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that. Yes, we have talked about that, and it, I, I don't buy it. I just don't it see how absurd. nobody. Yeah, nobody can explain to me how people can have a sociological image that they end up seeing in the woods. Then, right? Why don't that doesn't work? See Mickey Mouse walking around the mall. Then, yeah, you know, like like right. That's or that's Spider-Man. yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. if you're gonna see something, yeah, we've talked about that, but. You know, and it's the Native American thing too, where, you know, if, if the whole the whole idea is that we want to like escape and be a wild man again or whatever, the mm-hmm. whole nat- natural thing. Well, if Native Americans are citing it 200 years ago and they live in the Doesn't wild, make any sense. makes zero sense. Yeah, and I think ultimately any quote unquote answers that are to be found are found among the Native Americans and the First Nations people, and still to this day they're pretty much keeping that to themselves and I don't blame them for that at all I think that's completely valid 
And if, if they want to keep that from the rest of the world, they have every right to do that. So, all right. Hey, quick note. Yes. Of thanks for 100 episodes of the show. Uh, thank you to everyone that's listened. Thanks especially to Kevin Bird, Beans Baxter, and everyone else actually who was involved tonight and came came over to hang out with us. That was really cool. Thanks to Ryan Hogue from Wadsworth for making the trek over. Sorry you couldn't hang out with us. Thanks for the sweet Wolverine Comic Con <laughs> Mighty Mug. That was a treasure. Uh, but thank you. We we get emails every week and we get. You know, like, I make it sound like all we ever get is, like, negative stuff, but we really get some really cool, positive feedback on the show, and we've had some great interaction with people. Yeah, we don't, we're not blowing smoke when we say we have some extremely thoughtful listeners, because you should see the emails that we've gotten, and in some cases, um, like, graduate level papers and things like that that people have forwarded to us, so it's, it's, it's a real thing. Yeah, so thank you to everyone that's involved in the show because I think I'd probably be much more negative actually if not for the show <laughs> in a lot of yeah. ways well I need to thank you Seth for inviting me to be on I mean just to have the experience of talking about this week in and week out and to have the opportunity to talk to some of the people that I admire yeah we've very lucky, much man. we've had uh, some awesome people yeah I mean, you folks who I grew up reading I never thought I'd be able to have an actual sit-down conversation with, yeah. Uh, that, you know, well, those experiences, on, Mark, as well, because yeah. we do this. Uh, I mean, like it's as much as it is a fun hobby. Podcasting is work. Like, mm-hmm. like you got to edit and you got to find time in in the midst of your life and stuff to get together. So you've always made time. So thanks for doing it. Yeah. Thanks. Hey, thanks, Beans, for being there every week listening. Thanks, Brandon. For listening, Brandon said on the way in he'd listened to 94 episodes of the show. Wow! So, wow! I kind of want to apologize. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, thanks to everyone that listens, and thanks to the the Matsky family, all of you. It has been awesome. We'll continue on the Sasswit name. (laughs) We'll make you proud, my friend. Can we do our best? Can we change Andy's name to Mini Seth? Hi, I'm Mark Matsky, and this week I'm joined by my co-host, Mini Mini Seth. (laughs) Seth Matsky. All right, well, I've traditionally taken us out, but tonight it's your turn. Last time on the mic. Oh. Oh. Hey, keep on squatching. (laughs) (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.